0: This is a Soulfire production. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to an amazing episode of Activate Podcast. I'm really excited to be here today with Taj Deshaun Johnson, who now goes by Taj Deshaun. He'll tell you that story uh, later. This is stage name now. Um, We actually met. I've been on a bunch of actual podcasts lately for life after sports. I have been on four in the past, um, two weeks and it's, it's been interesting. I haven't told a lot of my like athletic journey and my journey beyond sports. And through that process, I've been introduced to a lot of incredible people. Taj being one of them. I was on a panel with my good friend, Thomas Williams, who does a lot of work, um, with kiddos in the transition, um, from college to, um, professional life. And then from, you know, pro into, you know, going pro and other things. And Taj and I were on a panel together and he's like, Laura, we got to connect. Um, and I was on his podcast. I'm like, wait, you don't get to get away. Like, like you get to be on my, my podcast too. Um, he has an amazing story, you guys. He was a football player, a very high level football player, and then went on to become an author. He has his own podcast and he is a coach. Um, he supports people with the transition. As we all know, we're all looking to go to the next level in our life. Whether whether we're looking to leave something that's no longer serving us and go to the next level, whether we're looking to physically leave a sport in transition, physically leave a career in transition, we're all evolving to the next level. So Taj is a master bridge. He's a master in supporting transition. So Taj, I'm excited to have you on the show today. Um, If you could just you know, give the Cliff Notes version of your story, hit the points that you think are super important, and I want them to know who you are.
1: Well, first of all, Laura, it's a pleasure to be here. Thank you for having me. Thank you for that wonderful introduction, by the way. You got me hyped up right now. I'm like, man, I need to have you introduce me more places. You know what I'm saying? I love it. Um, Cliff Notes version. As you mentioned, Laura, former football player at Stony Brook University, uh, did not have an opportunity to go pro, uh, came home and really, really struggled. Just like you said, uh, like a lot of athletes do, just trying to figure out my next steps. Started out in sales, was making great money just because I'm good with people. But I realized sales is not the career for me. I want to do something that's more aligned with who I am. I want to feel like I'm really serving people. That led me into a career in recruiting. And although recruiting was great, you know, I got to help. I got to compete with myself by putting, getting placement numbers. I was also serving people and helping them map out their careers and put foods on the table for their, you know, uh, for their families, which is great. Um, But I eventually realized the corporate world was not for me. And I started having this itch to branch off and do my own thing. Kind of went back and forth for a long time about what that was actually going to look like. And then one day I got the idea that there were a lot of athletes who had struggled to kind of get their footing like I did. And at that time when I was in recruiting, I was actually unofficially helping some former teammates, you know, people who graduated before me, same year as me and guys who were still in college as well. And I'm like, hmm, I think there's an opportunity there started doing research on what was available to former collegiate athletes. And this was around 2017. So there was virtually nothing. Obviously, there's a lot more resources now. Um, And I decided I was going to branch off, put together some curriculum, and start putting myself out there as an athlete career transition coach. So I started doing that in 2017 and um, knew nothing about business like a dummy. I mean, we can get into that whole story, but I quit my job uh, went broke, but I stayed consistent and, uh, been able to help a lot of people. And that's, that's, brought me to where I am today.
0: Wow. Wow. There's a lot there to unpack. Um, when you say you, okay, so let's talk about this transition. You knew you were meant for more, you followed that urge, you followed that path. Maybe you didn't necessarily have the um, the guidance on how to necessarily make that transition where you still had money coming in while you built something on the side, but you did make that leap. And, um, seems like you made that with some ease. Um, how, what going back to, to Taj, then making that leap, what would you, what advice would you tell yourself?
1: Um, and it's one of, I go back and forth with this Laura, because it's one of those things where it's like, if, If I didn't do things the way I did them, then I wouldn't be where I'm at right now. It's all serving us for sure. Absolutely. And I know, you know that, but realistically, I didn't have to just quit my job and jump into it. I could have kept the job built on the side so that I didn't have to go through some of the challenges. Um, Another thing I would, I would say to my former self is yeah, definitely get some guidance. Uh, One of the things I did was I reached out to Thomas, our mutual friend, of course, But by that time, I had already quit my job. So it's like, you know, there's only so much you can do to help me. Um, But that's something that I would have done differently. I think that um, I was so passionate about this type of work. And once I had the idea, I looked at it as like an escape, as something that could take me away from the corporate world. But I failed to have uh, a source of income. So I was like, okay, I'm trying to build this thing but no income's coming in. So it puts a lot of pressure on it. Yeah, and, I know a lot and then you're of not building with yeah. fun
0: and excitement. Yeah, there's a weight to it, totally.
1: Yeah, it becomes like, you know, I gotta make something happen so I can pay rent this month. So that's the advice I would, give, I would give to my former self and I would give to anyone. You know, just don't dive into something you wanna build on the side, wait till it's profitable and then walk away from whatever, you know, your your day job is. Um, but yeah, it was it was definitely a long road when I got started and I had to take my bumps and bruises. But one thing I'll say is that it showed me that I was actually serious about it. Because I, you know, I took that, I rolled with the punches. I didn't just go back to the like, oh, let me just go back to my safe job. I was like, I was proving to myself that I was serious about what I was doing, you know.
0: Yeah. Yeah. How long do you feel like it took you to get your footing?
1: Well, I don't claim to have it 100 percent figured out today, but you know, (laughs) things are definitely going in the right direction. But I think like honestly, about two years. So I started like 2017 going into uh, 2018 and right around mid-2019, almost like exactly two years ago, that's when I feel like I hit my stride, started the podcast, had a steady st- uh, stream of referrals. Um, I had different organizations I had partnered with that were sponsoring the athletes to work with me. So I really hit a good spot in 2019. And, um, you know, things have just been on the upswing from there.
0: I think it's, it's interesting that you say like it's like that two that two years all in is like kind of a consistent number where then the, com- the compound effect can start to happen or some of your leads start to really pull through. Um, I, I like that you shared that because I feel like some people quit too early, right? Like you said, like you didn't go back, you were all in.
1: Right. And I do see a lot of that to your point about people quitting early, you know, it's not for everybody. I think people have this glamorous idea and I know you talk a lot about these topics on your show um people have this glamorous idea of what entrepreneurship is like just you have an idea and you think you know i don't know you just pitch it to an investor or something next thing you know you're a millionaire just because you have the <laughs> right to it but we all know it takes a ton of work it takes you know failure it takes a lot of times you almost have to hit rock bottom in certain areas of your life for me it was financially um <laughs> that i had to hit rock bottom before i started to climb my way back up but um yeah, it's it's definitely not all butterflies and rainbows, uh, and you you almost have to be one hundred percent serious about what you're doing, otherwise you'll just give up on it.
0: Yeah, I love I love that you've brought forward that mindset, and I know everybody I work with that's created something sustainable that's now become a career. Where at at the beginning it was a hobby, it was fun, it was exciting. You know, had those ups and downs, and had that journey, and had that point where they're like, I'm going to quit, and had that point where they're like, Is it really worth it? And then it becomes worth it. It's like, is it really worth it? Oh, my God, I'm going to throw up. I'm really going to do this. And then it's like, oh, now I'm seeing the, the reward for everything that I put in. So you work with the mindset of people inside of transition. And what have you found are some common themes that people really need to break through and really need to own inside of themselves in order to make a powerful transition in their life?
1: Great question. I think something I'm really big on, Laura, is just reminding, especially athletes, um, reminding them that they're still a role model. I think that's the starting space because you know, and I know you do this work as well. You and I both know if you come to an athlete who is in transition and they're struggling with their athletic identity, they have no idea what they want to do next. You can't just run up on them and be like, Hey, what do you want to do? What kind of career do you want? Like there's so much work to be done before you even get to that point. So to answer your question about the mindset part of it, I like to make sure that I just encourage them to be proud of what they've accomplished. You know, the fact that they got to play a sport at a at an elite level, collegially or professionally, um, be proud of those accomplishments. And like I said, understand that they're still a role model. Like sports was just one vehicle for them to be able to do great things. And I always tell them, like, you got the next 70, 80 years ahead of you to be able to create and find another vehicle to do great things. So that's, that's the part that I address up front. And then from there, it's just a lot of time spending um, – any time on creating the big picture. Like I'm happy to help someone get set up with the job so you can get your bills paid and all that. But ideally it's a, it's a job or a situation where you can get paid, but it's also kind of um, carving out a lane or giving you experience for what you're really building long-term totally. big picture on the back end.
0: Totally. Beautiful. Beautiful. I'm so glad that you do that work. My dad and I have had these conversations around, okay, so people are going to start living longer, right? Let's just say they live to hundred plus and it's like, our education system and how we we've viewed life is going to shift, right? We'll probably do one thing and then go to another trade school and then do another thing and then learn a new skill and then do another thing, maybe four or five times reinventing ourselves in a lifetime. Right. And I think, you know, we've been programmed at such a young age, like you're an athlete, this is your identity and you can get attached. I've talked about this before to the Jersey. And then that becomes who you are. And I love what you and Thomas do because you do so much work on identity and really breaking down that people are more than their jersey, right? Your skills are transferable. Who you are on the inside will always stay with you and can be activated in any lane you choose. So what do you teach people when it comes to identity and really um, uncovering who they really are? Because I know athletes that are at a high level or, you know, corporate executives or people that have done one thing for so long, they can get attached to that being those two things collapsing, who they are and what they do being the same.
1: Right. I think that one of the things I'm, I'm really big on teaching is that your identity has to be cultivated. You know, like I think I was guilty of this at first when I was done playing. I thought that, okay, I'm done playing football. So I was thinking I was just going to be walking down the street one day and the clouds were going to part and, you know, just, you know, just, you know, my new purpose, my new life's mission was just going to be dropped on me. You know, like, like, I think a lot of people think your your new, your new purpose or your life's direction is supposed to, you're just going to discover it by accident, like how it happens in the movies, you know? And, um, I really think that new identity has to be cultivated because you and I both know when you've been playing your sport for so long, you don't really spend time thinking about other things or seeing yourself as anything other than an athlete. So there's a lot of things like, I like to start with going back to childhood. You know, what types of things were you into before you started playing or what kind of things were you doing or how are you spending your time when you would have time away from your sport? Like, you know, when you would come home for like winter break or whatever, aside from getting drunk with your friends, you know, what what types of things were you doing uh, that you actually enjoyed? Um, And then I kind of shifted into uh, this goes back to cultivation, like cultivating the identity. Um, How can you what way can you do you see yourself making a contribution? Um, and what do people tell you that, you know, that what are you known for outside of your sport? Like maybe you're good at listening to people, or you're good with helping people find clarity, or you're good at um maybe you're good with numbers. You know, there's so many different things that people can look into and um cultivating your identity is it's an actual process. So I always make sure to tell people you have to be very intentional about that. You can't wait around for something to happen. Uh trial and error is a great teacher, but I think intentional action is better than trial and error because if you're being intentional, it saves you a lot of time through trial and error. Um, I don't, know, I don't even know if I answered your question. I'm just enjoying no, talking. No, you totally to did it.
0: <laughs> and and I want everybody on the line to really listen to your sport being the same equivalent to what you do. Right. Your sport is the court you're on right now. So what you physically do Um, and so who you are beyond what you do. And this is such a great practice for every single person on the line. What What exactly what you said? Cultivating my identity. What are my gifts? What am I good at? Even interviewing, like you said, people in your life like, hey, who do you see me as? What, what do you see my greatest gifts as? And I love that you brought up doing what you'd loved as a kid, because I feel like even if we do that, like consistently, whether it's, you know, once a week or whatever, we just bring those practices back into our life. Then we can be in alignment with who we are through whatever we do. Right. Because we're happy. We're, we're, um, we're being a little kid, right. <laughs> right. And we could be more creative and joyful inside of what we do. Do you have like a worksheet or something that you, like an indent identity, um, discovery worksheet or like some questions you could ask people right now or they could write down and kind of do a discovery session for themselves?
1: Yeah, not actual. I don't have worksheets. Um, well, technically I do, but they're more like they exist up here, But you're yeah, making yeah. me think maybe I need to actually have something because when totally. I'm doing coaching calls, uh, I have them journal and write certain things down and I have prompts and different things that I use. So one of the ones is something I shared with you before about the one that I call three by three, where you ask the three people in your life the three people who are closest to you. So like, you know, parents, grandparents, siblings, significant other, whoever that is, you ask those three people, you ask them three questions. What are my strengths? What are my weaknesses? And how do you envision me making a contribution to the world? Um, And then you take all that feedback because these are the people who know you best. So you take that feedback and you combine it with uh, your own research, uh, your own self-research, internal research of what things am I interested in? You know, how do I envision myself making a contribution to the world? You combine that data with the data you get from other people. And then you start looking at different career paths, different businesses you could start, um, different types of organizations you can join. Um, another thing I'm big on is I like to have people project out. Because something I always say is like when you when you graduate from college or when you finish your professional career, like you're a freshman in life again. So you got to look at it as like you got two, three, four, five years ahead of you of really getting good at whatever it is you're trying to do because you're starting over.
0: You're becoming pro again.
1: Exactly. That's exactly it. So with that being said, I have them sort of project out. So like if I was working with someone today, it's what, April 14th, 2021, I would be like, April 14th, 2026, what does your life look like? Not just what are you doing for a living, but I'm talking about from the time you wake up to the time you go to sleep, where do you want to be living? You know, how much income like how much money are you making? Do you have a family? What does your house look like? Uh what are you known for? Um, all those types of things that I like to walk people through are, are sort of my uh my worksheets, but I need to actually put, put that together. No, so it would be it would be cool.
0: Me. I would love to share those. So we did this. If you guys haven't done it um, on my website, there's a 2021 goal setting. And then we did this together in the beginning of the year. And a lot of the work we do is envisioning, envisioning our future and then kind of working backwards. Because I love that you said that, like, if we don't have a compelling future, then why are we doing the day-to-day work? So it's it's having that vision. Like, you know, I see my future family, like I have these visions of like us doing nonprofit work, like totally internationally. And like that vision, I don't necessarily know how it's going to come to life, but I'm just going to take the the baby steps as to, okay, that's how I see myself making a contribution, like the work that we're going to be doing overseas and providing quality education. So, um, I love that you, have the big picture and you work backwards. And I love that we can ask three people in our life. That's great homework for every single person on the line, even if you just texted them, you know, and just gathered that information. So you can really have a powerful reflection of who you are on the inside. It's So, so, so beautiful. And along your journey, um, what have been the biggest, let's just say lessons you've learned if you had to distill them down to three?
1: Wow. Um, the biggest one that comes to mind right now is that I can't do everything alone.
0: Ooh, beautiful.
1: I had to learn that one the hard way before I even move on to anything else, the, the other ones. uh, I had to learn that one because I think what happens is, and I can only speak from experience, obviously, and then some of the things I see, but we go from being a part of this tight knit group as athletes, with our teammates, and our support staff, and coaches, and all that. And then I went from that to thinking I had to be like the lone wolf and figure everything out by myself. And I took that with me into business as well. Like I wasn't, I wasn't focused on trying to build a team around me. So, you know, ever since like, you know, 2019, going into 2020 leading up to now, having that collaboration with other people who are running in the same direction, um, having people who want to support my mission and then reaching out to people who can lift me up is all a part of team and understanding that I can't do everything alone. I don't want to do everything alone anymore. Um, that's so the biggest good. one. Thank you. I'm trying to think about some, cause that's like the, that's like, <laughs> that's like the that's number one that's huge in my life right now
0: yeah and it's vulnerable especially as a man to ask for help i know you and i talked about that on your podcast is how you've really learned this year how to open up and share like i don't have it all together and i need support and that's given you even greater relas- um intimacy in your own relationship
1: mm-hmm
0: how can you, how would you, if a male or woman who feels that burden to have to have it all together on the line, listening, how would you share with them steps to, to really start to open and ask for help and ask for support? How'd you do that?
1: I think, cause it's easy, like it's easy for you and I to sit here and say like, cause we understand the benefit of it, of letting people in. But I look, I think back to my former self, like before I was doing that, it seems so scary and so like vulnerable to, to even say, Hey, I need help or I'm dealing with something or to even talk about what I'm going through. So if you're listening right now and you're having trouble doing that, I would say just start very small, maybe even talk to a stranger. So that way it's not someone, you know, like you can just, I don't know, call a hotline or something. Um, but honestly, I would recommend talking to someone who's close to you and just starting with, with telling them something very small, like, uh, you know, I'm feeling kind of down right now, or I'm struggling with, this or you know whatever it is that cuz it's better to get it off your chest um or out of your head cuz a lot of times especially like type a people go getters like if you're dealing with something you just want to you think working more is a solution to the problem when sometimes all it takes is taking a step back and just getting it out of your head and saying it out loud and it takes a it, it takes a tremendous amount of weight off your shoulders um if you can just get it out sometimes you don't have to have a long hour long therapy session there's nothing wrong with that i think that's great but sometimes it's just like one or two sentences. Hey, I'm struggling with this. You don't even need like feedback or help. I just wanted to say that. And now I feel lighter and I can go about my day.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's so, that's so true. Because when we hold it in, it just, we can create serious stress and serious sickness. So I love that you teach about mental health, especially this year when so many people can feel isolated and alone and lost. You, know, you realize too, at least for myself, when I share like, hey, I need support with this. Like, So many people are going through the same thing. No one on the lines is you know, <laughs> whatever you think you're going through, someone else has gone through it. So there is is somebody out there to ask for support from. And I love that you shared about building a team and how essential that is, because, you know, as a type A, I think a lot of times we we feel like we can do it better. OK, so, you know, like maybe I don't need to outsource this. Or I don't want to outsource this because I know I can do it better than anyone I outsource it to. But what happens is we actually limit our potential and our growth and how big we can scale and grow by not letting someone else fail and grow into the into becoming better in that area to to support us long term. So I've had to learn that for sure, and I know people on the line are still learning that.
1: <laughs> it's a it's definitely a challenge for sure. It, it's almost one of those things where you gotta you gotta take a risk and try it. And like you said, you start to see it. You're like, oh okay, that actually kind of works. If I just pass it off to someone else, or if I just talk to someone about what I'm going through, and then it starts to become fun. Like man, you start you start to identify it quicker that I need to talk to someone or I need to ask for help, and then it becomes a habit. So yeah. I love that you touched on that as well.
0: Do you do you feel like you have any other lessons, or is that just it? Number one, period.
1: Doing things strictly for money doesn't work. I had to learn that one early on. I think sometimes this is another reason why I think people get into entrepreneurship sometimes because they think, you know, I'm getting paid this amount of my job. So I'm gonna become, you know, I'm gonna start a business or something because I want to make, you know, a million bucks or whatever, which which is great to have big financial goals. But I think that if money is the only reason you're doing something. Um, it'll carry you for a while, but it's only like when times really get tough, money is not going to be the thing that pushes you forward. Um, you know, maybe if that money is attached to something that you want to do with the money, but just money for the sake of money. I I found myself in, in places before where I was, like I said, my first job out of college was sales and I was making excellent money but I was burned out. Meaning like when Sunday night rolled around, I did not want to go back to the office. It didn't matter. I could buy all the trinkets and the fancy car and the apartment and everything. Like, And that's another thing, right? When you're doing things only for money, you spend the money trying to justify why you're doing it. So I found myself in that trap too, just like blowing the money because while I got all of it and I'm working for it, I might as well do something with it. But I say all that to say, that's one of the biggest lessons I've learned is that um, it's great to be ambitious, to be a go-getter, but you want to make sure that what you're doing is bigger than money, bigger than you, and it's having an impact on other people because that's what keeps you going when you don't feel like it, knowing that people are counting on you and you're potentially saving people's lives by doing whatever it is that you're
0: doing. Beautiful. If you keep the purpose and the vision first, the money will come. You know, and we can get caught in that trap sometimes when things are tight or, or, you know, we're stressed out, but when you know, energy goes where energy flows. Like you, you need to focus on the people, focus on the impact. Because if you focus on multiplying your impact, money will double, will triple. But we can get caught in that loop. So thank you for that reminder. Um, we, amongst my team, have to remind each other about that all the time. It's like, where, what am I thinking about? Where am I putting my energy? And then I'll get this result, right? It's not the result first. It's impact first you are now in an awesome relationship. You're an author, you're expanding your business. What have you learned inside of partnership, like growing to, you know, I know your, your uh, partner, she's on like a spiritual growth path and she is, you know, on her own road to elevation, evolution. And so are you. And so how do you work together, empower each other? I know we have a lot of couples on the line listening together, so it'd be helpful.
1: Yeah. I know I was sharing with you last time we spoke, her journey has been great to see because she's, um, she is at that stage right now where she has been feeling called for some time to do more, uh, soul work, I guess you can say, like yeah. you said, the yeah. goal line and the soul line. So she hit the goal line, just a little bit of context. Cause it, I'll give some context cause it ties into our relationship. She uh, had a salon or a studio in San Diego and she was doing permanent makeup. So, you know, eyebrows, um, microblading, all that type of stuff, making great money, started doing training, you know, was hitting like, you know, $10,000 months, but was feeling pulled to go do something else. So she eventually took that leap and she's just starting that journey now of, you know, the work is solely focused on how she wants to heal people. So we're in the, both in a good place where we're no longer attached to, this is just what we do for money but we're both in a place where we're both working on missions that are important to us. Like she does inner child work, you know, uh, Reiki healing, things like that. Um, and it's ironic, right? If you think about it, she was doing, she was working on external beauty and now she helps people internally. So, um, one of the things that it's great because we keep each other motivated and allow space. Like she's more of the free inner child and I'm more of like, you know, I'm a football player. So it's all about like, you know, getting your shit done and like handling your business. (laughs) Like, hey, you said you were going to do this. So we balance each other in that way. Um, And one of the things for any couples, like entrepreneur couples listening, uh, I'm sure you can relate to this. It's so important to try to find things that you can work on together as well. So what happens is like, sometimes we'll both be so caught up in I'm running my marathon, she's doing her thing. And it can easily get into this place where, yeah, we're both home all day working, but we're kind of passing each other in the hallways. So we start to have this yearning to be like, okay, we're building things separately and they're going well, but what can we start to identify that we can work on together? So that's kind of like the next, um, the next thing that we're working
0: on. Personal time, you know, whether that's date night or whatever, just carving out that personal time. Um, is there anything that you've learned that, um, she's done that has really helped you that maybe the women on the line can hear, um, on your path that, you know, just cause, cause. It's a lot, you know, when you're when you're juggling a lot. But is there anything that, that specifically that really supports you? And is there anything that you do to really support her?
1: Yes. I, okay, this is great. You just opened up a whole world for me that I want to talk about. Um, and I want to be insensitive because I'm really, I'm just thinking, you know, male, female dynamics in my household. But I think there's a dance, no matter, you know, whether you're in a heterosexual relationship or not, man or woman. I think the dance between the masculine and feminine energy is something that we both really started to be intentional about. So it it comes down to, and this is for the ladies on the line and even the guys too, the best way I'll start with me, the best way that a man I feel or that the masculine can support the feminine is by having that support, like being, you know, no matter what's going on around you, being able to be that solid foundation, like nothing can shake me if she's going through something sometimes i don't she might be stressed out i don't even have to say anything i could just be there like holding her just being there and that might be all she needs it's just you know something something stable and solid in the chaos that happens yeah. in you know Beautiful. in the world Beautiful. um so i help her with that more like the structure and the, like the solid yeah. masculine foundation she helps me she prevents me from getting like burned out or too rigid cuz if i'm go 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 all day long sometimes i need that balance of her just like coming in and her like giving me a kiss or just like looking at me yeah. and being like you're doing great you're doing great it's okay like you're doing fine everything's perfect and it helps reset me to be like okay yeah I don't need to like go crazy trying to accomplish my goals I can accomplish my goals with ease so that's been the biggest thing for me Beautiful. she's given me a lot of ease because I can easily like you know I'll be at the end of the day and just like collapse because I've been going so hard so if I can incorporate more ease into my day, then that saves me from having to, um, you know, I don't want to end up in the ER one of these days just because i been going to <laughs> totally, horror, so.
0: totally. <laughs> no, I, I love that, I I love that. What would you share, you know, with your future self? Like as you you're stepping into the next level, what what are you kind of looking to do next, and and what what are you looking to step into personally?
1: I think that for, I've spent a lot of time being focused on the athlete community. Mm -hmm. And one of the things I love about what you do is, of course, you know, you help athletes, but you help all people, entrepreneurs, you just help people in general. And so Mm -hmm. I was sharing with you the last time we spoke that um, I'm looking to expand more into helping people like the general population. Totally. So just as an example, I have like my first book, Thrive After Sports, same name as the podcast uh, that came out last year. And then I have a book coming out in a couple of months, which is called Athlete to Entrepreneur. And what that is, that's a collection of stories of former athletes who have told their journeys, um, you know, how they, how they transition and now how they carved out a lane for themselves as entrepreneurs. Beautiful. And please believe Laura, I'll be reaching out to you for volume two. We already okay, had the book great. ready to I love
0: it. I would love yeah. to
1: contribute. <laughs> yeah. We already had the book ready to, ready to go and ready for pre-order by the about time it. I met you. Otherwise, <laughs> for sure you would have made a great. I already know your chapter would have been fired. Yeah. <laughs> But to answer your question, my third book, which I've actually just started to work on, I'm either going to put it out later this year or going into 2022. It's going to be called Surviving or Thriving. So I'm going to mm. use that kind of a spin-off of Thrive After Sports, but it's called Surviving or Thriving because I wanted to like the idea behind it is that all of us have a choice no matter what you do, like whether you're an entrepreneur, no matter what you do, just in everyday life, we have a choice between just surviving through life, like just making it or living a thriving life. And that book is going to be written more so for like the general population and yeah, everyone. I to just break free. You,
0: yes. That's, that's, that's amazing. And this is a conversation that a lot of people on the line are either breaking through themselves or are, have broken through and are taking other people on that journey from surviving to thriving. And so I would love your definition of surviving and your definition of thriving and how you move from one to the other.
1: Mm, Great question. Man, I I love talking to you, Laura. You got so many, (laughs) Man. Okay. So my definition of surviving is, which I've been there before, of course, that's how I even came up with these two concepts and that kind of became something I ran with. Surviving is you're just getting by, you're just making ends meet. Um, Even if you're doing well financially, you're just surviving because you might be Monday through Friday, you might be like, you might have so much money in the bank, but you just look forward to the weekends. That's just surviving you know, Sunday night rolls around and you're like, damn, I have to go back into the office on a Monday morning or, you know, uh, same things like, thank God it's Friday, you know, uh, don't talk to me till I have my coffee. Like these, all these things you hear that is surviving on a very basic level. Um, it's like looking for escapism to take you out of your, your, your life. Right. So thriving is basically building a life for yourself that you don't feel like you need a vacation from. That's what I, and that takes many different forms. Uh, and it's, that's going to look different from person to person, but thriving is like, you don't, you don't need an alarm clock to get you out of bed in the morning. Cause you're just excited to get up. And another thing I always say is that there's a big difference between your job and your work. So when you're surviving, you're just doing a job. When you're thriving, you're doing your work. Right. And how you go from surviving to thriving is kind of some of the things we've been talking about. Like you might have to be doing your job while you're doing your work in your free time before work, you know, before your job, when you get home from your job on the weekends, that's how you sort of carve out a lane for yourself. Um, And I think it's also like a a decision that you make every single day, because it's not just about career. It's about, you know, how are your relationships? Um, How are you doing personally? You know, are you where you want to be health-wise, fitness-wise, mentally, emotionally? Um, You have to make that decision, that choice every day that I'm not just going to survive through life I'm going to thrive and I'm going to continue to push and continue to thrive every single day so
0: so yeah. awesome and I love that you're writing that book and that really is the definition definition of living an activated life and living in alignment with both the goal line and the soul line cuz you're you're activated you're you're living your gifts you're um, bringing them out to the world and you're moving forward with your purpose. And I know that, that that journey is not easy. Um, What did you do to really like, what would you say the number one things you did to, when I think of surviving, I think of like a rat race, right? I like the the vision that comes forward is like a hamster wheel. It's a circle. It's a cycle. It's never ending. And then there's a line above it. And then we can start to the circle can get higher and higher until we're thriving right we're 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 breathing we're excited like you said we're we're aligned we're we're the lightning bolt right we're we're the direct channel to something greater and we're bringing forward our gifts to the world and so i would just love you know because there might be some people that you know are listening that you know might not have they, they might be in low income areas right and they're just like okay fine laura good for you to say that you have money and i i personally would love to to for it to be a, a greater conversation than money right for it to be a conversation about living in alignment because everything every person on this line has some access to something greater than themselves and my truth is that if you live in alignment with that you're thriving truly so i i would just love cuz you've been in that situation how you specifically got yourself to thrive
1: man um I don't even know if I can sum it up better than the way you just summed it up, but it all comes down to being consistent. I I feel like it it starts, like what I said earlier about making a a decision, making a choice, right? And once again, not just once, you don't just say, all right, I'm going to thrive now. You know what I mean? Like I'm going to be activated now. Like you said, like you got to do that every single day. You have to make the decision that that's how you're going to live. And then you have to stay consistent with the activities or, you know, the ways of thinking. That are getting you there.
0: So you made that choice. You were like, "I'm, I'm done. I'm done living like this. Like, I, I, I'm gonna live. I can't live like this anymore." So it was a, it was a line in the sand moment for you, first.
1: Exactly. I would find myself because I had been, like I said, I, I was getting closer and closer, ultimately, to who I wanted to be and what I wanted to be doing through recruiting. But there would be times where I knew the corporate structure wasn't going to work for me. Like, there's no reason. I was thinking like this before COVID. It's, you know, it was 2017 at the time. Why should I have to sit in traffic, you know, um, uh, to drive to an office when I can do this work from home? You know, why do I need to be, you know, why is someone telling me what I need when I can go eat lunch? You know what I mean? Like I, I only have this window, just little things like that never sat right with me because I felt like I was trying to fit a square peg into a round hole. So I felt like I made the decision. And once I made the decision, there was no looking back. So I left that environment and I was able to stay consistent and withstand You know, I'm grateful to my parents because they let me move back in after I went broke, had to give up my apartment. A week after I moved back in with my parents, my car got repossessed. But because it was that bad for me, but I stayed consistent and was able to build myself back up. And I remember watching them drive off with my car in front of my parents' house and being like, this is going to make for a great story someday. Like, it's that type of mindset, that type of like, I had already made the decision. So it's not going to be like, oh, no, they're taking my car. I better just go get a job and give up all this extra stuff I'm trying to do.
0: Yeah. That choice, that choice got you through. So it's, it's really that choice that, that moves it all forward. And you talked about the daily action. What are things that you do in your life? Maybe hacks, your daily flow, your morning routine, workouts, how you eat that really keep you, um, you know, just living like aligned.
1: Yeah. So for me, like, like you said, the workout routines and stuff, that's huge because, and you know, this Laura, like the mind body connection is real. So I don't it's not like I work out just to have a six pack and look good with my shirt off. right. I do it for my mind, probably more so than even how I look physically like it it's about my mindset. I know the difference between if I worked out that day or I didn't, I feel totally different. so the things that I do i mean and obviously it's different for everybody, but I'm very intentional with my time and I believe in especially if you've made a decision to thrive or to be activated right, and you're making this decision every day and staying consistent with it, you gotta find what works for you. And one thing that doesn't go along with making decision the decision to thrive or be activated is um, wasting time, meaning or, or spending time, right? Every moment has to be invested. You have to invest your time. So, you know, I don't even, I don't believe in like, you know, I might kick back and watch a movie every now and then just to unwind. But I'm really looking at every second of every day and how can I use this um, in a way, not necessarily being productive, right? But is this moving me forward? Is this making me a better person? So. Am I investing in myself by working out, uh, by reading, by listening to podcasts that are keeping me in a good space, by, you know, not just listening to whatever music is on just because it's trendy. You know, I don't need to be listening to WAP. Why would I be listening to WAP? You know what I'm saying? Like, what, how is that going to help me? If I hear WAP, I'm walking out the room or turning it off. I don't watch the news. Like I don't I don't believe in watching the news because that's not helping me move forward. So everybody has a different combination of things, but it's all about being intentional and being mindful of what you're allowing into your space, how you're treating yourself, how you're talking to yourself. All those little things add up. All those little all those little small moments add up to your entire
0: life. <laughs> so Totally. Yeah, that's what I was sharing. I love that you, I love that you really guard your mind with what you take in. I love that you're so intentional about how you invest your time. Like you're a really intentional guy. And I think that's why you've been able to move forward so quickly. You know, you started at a really young age, right out of college. And you're doing this now, which is very few people have a career doing what you're doing. and, And it's very clear why. And, you know, there was a recent shooting again in Minnesota and I, someone called me yesterday, you know, And just like, oh, like I can't move forward. Like, how do I do this? And I understand like last year this time we went through this again and it's exhausting and it feels cyclical. And it's like watching that can take you out for a week, can take you out for a month, you know, can debilitate you like mentally, emotionally. And, you know, she was like, what do I do? And I was like, you know, at the end of the day, what we do, we make a difference in people's lives. We're giving them access. We're giving them opportunity. We're giving them hope. Um, We're giving them a safe space, a safe community. We just need to grow our business. We need to stay focused and give more people a safe place to come to where they can change their lives. Like that's how we're going to make the difference. Like posting on Instagram or like reposting this, like sure, you can do that cuz if you want to be relevant or that's important to you, but is it really moving the difference forward? Right? And and I think when we absorb that, we can like get caught for so long, you know, emotionally. Like and and I can get caught in those triggers, and it's like I have to get myself out of it fast. So, like, I love that you guard your mind. Like, obviously, we can't be completely asleep to everything that's going on in the world, but it can really affect our systems. So, I don't know if you want to share anything on that, but I know there's just so much going on, um, and how you guard your mind while staying relevant and like emotionally attuned to the world. In a right?
1: Sense. Yeah, I do want to share something on because you brought up some really great points. Um, And I think it was beautiful the way you articulated that because I I feel the same way, where it's like, you know, clearly I'm a Black man, right? But it doesn't do me any good to get all emotional and worked up. And people are going to be mad at us for talking like this, but this is the truth. It doesn't move anything forward if you're getting upset. Like you said, you're taking yourself out because now I'm upset because another Black man got shot. Do I think it's terrible? Of course. But like you said, Laura, the best thing we can do is continue to push forward with our work because by doing that, we're creating change in the world. It's almost like it doesn't seem like it's related, but it is. Like us having this conversation and people listening in right now, this is this is like a pathway the light.
0: for one person listening, right? Exactly. Even if it's one.
1: Exactly. So the new, like someone being shot and you know, that that being what everyone's discussing, that is like the the bad energy, the dark energy, right? Versus us pushing forward, talking about positive things, helping people uplift themselves that's like the light fighting the dark. So that's the best thing we can do instead of getting worked up and allowing it to pull us down. Not to get into conspiracies, but the powers that be continue to push these narratives and push these things out to try to drag people's energy down. So you feel upset. You feel like the world's going to hell in a handbasket. And if you entertain that energy, that's going to be a reality versus like, nah, I'm waking up every day, I'm helping people. We're changing the world. Things are on the upswing. You know, and, and that's what I believe in. And that's the energy I'm going to continue to put out and participate in. So
0: beautiful, beautiful, because I know it's a it's a it's a hard subject. And I know a lot of people are very passionate about it. But I like your approach, which is to 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 spread more love. You know, mm-hmm. as, as, whatever you do, you're going to spread more love. Is this contributing to the solution or is it is it perpetuating the issue? Right. right? That's exactly so, it. So I think that that's big right now. So there's tons of entrepreneurs on the line. There's tons of people that are breaking through to the new level levels in their life, in their business. Tons of people that are on a soul path that are going um, deep within themselves to to find, to find do that heart work, right? So their minds and their hearts are aligned. What would you share to the person on the line that wants to go to the next level and maybe just needs a little motivation to do so?
1: I would say, okay, this, this might rub some people the wrong way too, but I would say like, no matter what you believe in, as far as we know, we only get one go around in this life. So you have a a choice to make or a decision to make. Like when the end of your life gets here, you can be filled with regret or you can be filled with like, man, I went for it, right? And I think that another thing that people need to hear is whatever you're thinking about doing, especially if this is like soul line work, like, like you always talk about, then people need that. Like somebody needs that. So I think about like, if you just decided to play it safe, Laura, and just, you know, if you were working, if you were working at H R Block right now, no disrespect to anybody who works at H R Block, but wouldn't that be a tragedy if you were working at H R Block and this podcast didn't exist? If your coaching clients didn't exist, if all the great work you've done didn't exist because you just wanted to play it safe and not put yourself out there, all these people wouldn't have been helped. So, I say all that to say. You know, whatever it is you're thinking about doing, just get started on it. Like, even if it helps one person, isn't that worth it? You know, just just go for it. You, have, you really have nothing to lose. You know, our time here is limited. So you might as well use it, you know, if you feel another, okay, this is the last thing and then, I'll, and then I'll stop on this. If something was put on your heart, once again, no matter what you believe in, it was put there for a reason by something that is bigger than us. So if it was put there, it's your responsibility to do something with it. Otherwise, it's just going to be lingering. And you'll be thinking about it, but not acting on it. So you kind of put yourself in this weird place. So you might as well act on it because it was put there for a reason and it was meant to help somebody else and it was meant to help you. So
0: totally. Because we're sharing, totally what you said, we're sharing what we're here to heal ourselves. How it comes forward for me, and I love what you said, it's like this tap and then it's this like vision and then it's like, okay. it's this retreat with these women. And this is like the background scene. And then it's like, okay, put that to the side for a second. Oh, wait, no, there's that image again. Oh, wait, there's that tap again. Oh, wait, there's that image again. Okay. But how does that make sense with what I'm doing now? I don't know. Okay, well, we got to start this to then decide how they're going to work together, right? It's uncomfortable. It doesn't come with a manual. (laughs) It's like, it's like the vision just comes and the taps just come and the nudges just come and then we take the next best step right and it and it can start to line up so i love that you gave people that permission to to get out of their their box that they're living in their career or whatever it is that's making them that they're playing safe in and and to take the next best step so um is there anything that you haven't shared that's important to you to get off your heart to share with this audience I
1: just want to say this has been great. Like I said, I love talking to you. I feel like I need to have you back on my podcast now. Uh, I know that I want to have you on the Athlete Entrepreneur panel for sure coming up in the next month or so. But um, yeah, this is phenomenal. I just, I just, I'll take this time to acknowledge you. I love the work that you're doing. I love who you are as a human being. Thank you for holding this space and uh, for facilitating this conversation. This has been, this has been great.
0: This has been such a blessing. And, and I know that you've really, really supported a lot of people on the line. I can already, I already have like five people lined up of who I'm going to send it directly to like I'll always have a conversation <laughs> and I'll be like, Oh, this is, this is who gets to hear this. Right. And every conversation is not for everyone, but everyone will get their own, whatever they're supposed to get. Where can we find you? I'm going to link up your website. I'm going to link up your Instagram. What do you want people to know about your work? Um, drive us to what you're up to.
1: Yeah. uh, Like I said, I have that second book coming out soon, but to get the first book, you can just, everything is on tajdeshawn.com. So just go to tajdeshawn.com. All my social media handles are on there. Um, If you click on book, it'll take you to where the book is. The podcast is on there, but obviously the podcast is on Apple, you know, Spotify, Google podcast, wherever you listen to podcasts, it's on there. Once again, it's called Thrive After Sports, the same name as the book, Uh, If you listen to, okay, so I think it's episode 105. When you look up Thrive After Sports, Laura was on episode 105. so cute. Go check that episode out. She was bringing the heat. So you're listening to Laura interview me, but if you want to hear me interview Laura, and please believe she brought the heat, check out episode 105 on Thrive After Sports. Um, But yeah, that's where you can find me. I feel like I'm missing something.
0: I'm excited for your Survive to Thrive book to come up.
1: Yeah, I haven't even, I've literally just like started coming up with the outline, so. But I think I can get it done by the end of this year, or at least, you know, going into 2022. Um, yeah. Keep an eye out for Athletes Entrepreneur. That's a co-author book. Like I said, that's dropping in May. Um, this is the last thing I want to share on my website because this is a good place to point people to. So if you're listening to this and you are like the parent of a former athlete, I've been having a lot of people book calls who are parents.
0: I do work um, they- with a lot of parents. Yeah. They're, they're, yeah. There might okay. be some parents listening. Totally.
1: Yeah. If if you want to do, I have a place on my website where you can book a free call with me. If you're a parent of a a current or former athlete, or if you're a current or former athlete yourself, feel free to utilize that link. Uh, I'm getting busier and busier, so I don't know how much longer I can keep that free link up there. But I will say a lot of people who who utilize that, you know, they don't even need to like do some one-on-one work with me. We'll just have one phone call. And sometimes that's all you need to get pointed in the right direction. And you know this, Laura, sometimes people just want to get stuff off their chest. Like, they just need to be heard, so.
0: But being an athlete and having that firsthand experience, it's so different than, like, what I think I should do for sports, you know? It's, like, it's just this theory versus, like, actual, like, no, like, I lived it. Like, this is what's important. This is what your kid needs to be looking out for. This is what, yeah, so I think that that information is so valuable. I give that information for free, too, by the way, to to parents and athletes, because... I'm passionate about it. I went through that process. I know it works for me. I know it didn't work for me. (laughs) And, um, I'm so glad you're doing the work you're doing. I'm excited for you to expand to broader audiences. I know the world needs your message and needs your gifts. So Taj, thank you so much. It's been a treat. Thank you, Laura. Thank you guys so much for listening. Please share this episode and DM us. We'd love to interact with you about all you learn and create from this. If you love this podcast, please go ahead and subscribe to get real-time updates when all new episodes go live. And if you can, please leave us a review. It will help us grow our community and our message to support more leaders on their growth journey. If you want to continue to hang out with me, follow me on Instagram at Laura E. Holloway and subscribe to my weekly newsletter at laurayholloway.com for weekly downloads, blogs, upcoming workshops, events, and more. Stay aligned and make your move. I'll see you next week.